What's up, everybody? Welcome back to For the Girls podcast. This is your host, Marlene. And this is Edgar. Are you doing ASMR? No, I'm just being professional. That's not professional whispering to your audience? Yes, it is. I'm very professional. Sure. So today we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk about generational curses. And before we start, this is your trigger warning. Um, we do talk about mental health. We talk about like, you know, emotions, abandonment, things like that. So if those kinds of topics trigger you, um, you're allowed to click out right now. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Let's bye. go. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said bye. Okay. So a few weeks ago, we asked you guys, what are some generational curses that you would like to break? And for those of you that don't know what, like, some of the generational curses could be, um, it's what? I'll give you. <laughs> Edgar said. It says, I'll give you the, the best, best definition. definition. Is me. No, that was created by me and only me. It's supposed to be funny. And you just. Sorry, fuck. it's because I did not know what that. Okay, so what's your, what's your definition of generational curses? Generational curses. It says, not, don't Google this, please. Please don't Google it. So a generational curse is a habit or behavior that has been passed down from one generation to the next. You get an A+. Plus. <laughs> don't, don't Google it, please. Don't Google the answer. And if Google says the same thing, it's because Edgar was the expert that yes. told Google what to put. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that answer. So we're <laughs> going to get into generational curses. And some of them are lighthearted and some of them are not, like I said. So, you know, some of them are going to be pretty serious. And we're going to get to it. I don't know if we have ever done a very serious episode. No, Is, we did. We did my coming one? out one and then you did your motherhood. That, yeah. was, that was serious. But it's because we can never be too serious. I know. Which is kind of good. We like, can never be serious together because we start cracking <laughs> up. <laughs> I know. But it's okay because life is not serious. That is true. If you take life too seriously, it will drag you by the hair. What if you're bald? It will drag you by your bald head. Oh, then you said you're bald. So I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's too- Okay. Oh, no, no, no. So the first generational, generational curses is being told to stay busy and not allowing for rest and relaxation. And I can say I totally agree with that because like I am a prime example of always want to be busy because I want to forget and I want to like keep myself busy and everything. And then at the end, it... I just overwork myself and I overexhaust myself that at the end I just like, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And where'd you learn that from? Where did I learn it from? Yeah. Since I, it's a generational curse, like th- did it get passed on from your... Oh, I don't think so. I think I just like... <laughs> You're starting this generation I'm, curse? No, nice. but like, <laughs> no, but I feel like I, this is the way of how I stay, like I don't allow myself to like start thinking about stuff. Mm. And, and I feel like me not thinking about stuff is like what my parents like i don't know what what you saw your parents doing even if they didn't tell you yeah even, even though like i know for example like i think my mom it's like prime example that she's always keeping busy to not like so she can keep busy and not like remember stuff yeah and honestly this is a big thing that i'm trying not to pass on and i and it's hard when you're trying to break generational curses because you will catch yourself doing them and saying those things and doing those things and you're like, oh crap, like here I am doing it again. 
And I think I think about it more ever since I became a mom because I'm like, well, I don't I don't want Gianna to think she could never rest because if she's resting, she's lazy. No, like, and I feel like that's how I thought growing up. Like, I wasn't allowed to just chill because then I, that was that was lazy. Like, ponte a limpiar, ponte a recoger tu cuarto, ponte a doblar tu ropa. Like, oh, you want to go out with your friends this Friday? Uh-huh. Well, your room isn't clean enough. You better start, you know, cleaning or whatever. And it was like, you had to be so productive to quote unquote deserve any fun or any rest or whatever. And, you know, I'm not going to be here blaming people. I think that's just something that's been passed on for so long that it became such a norm. And, and now it, it was hard. Like I remember when I became a mom and like when you are first a mom, like, and you have to literally chill, like your postpartum body is like just gave birth and you're back home after, you know, two, three days, whatever amount I was there for five days. Um, and then you get back home and your your body's still not the same. You're not going to go work out that same day and, you know, start making gourmet meals <laughs> and whatever. Like, you have to chill. And it took so much of me to reset my mind to allow myself to relax and think that it's okay. Like, I remember I remember sitting on the couch and, like, watching TV and, like, I'm, I'm feeding Gianna her bottle. And, like, you know, that, those are things I need to do. Uh, you know that's that's just what you have to do and feeling so unproductive and feeling so like i could be cleaning this i could be doing that like and then i I had to put myself on check like girl you are doing something this is literally doing something like nobody else is going to feed your child and like this is a part of something you need to do but you also could could relax and like i've learned to like we've started to do like movie nights and stuff like that where we'll literally like make some popcorn and whatever and like i don't think we ever did much of that at the house like my brothers and i used to stay super late like two in the morning and we'd be watching tv and my parents would be asleep and then we'd like bring out the papitas and stuff but if my mom were to catch us eating chips at that time she would have been like ¿Qué están haciendo? ¿Por qué están comiendo tan tarde? you know <laughs> so that's definitely a generational <laughs> curse I just started laughing because, like, I was counting how many likes you were saying. <gasps> <laughs> you said, like, uh, 10 or 12. You're like, uh, like, 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 No, but I, I, now that you say that, I agree with you because, like, and here I go with the like. Like, my parents don't understand that working overnight, it's not the same as working during the day. Hell no. So, on my days off, I just want to chill because. And do nothing. And do nothing because yeah. my body is, like. So our body is meant to sleep during the night and be awake during the day and be productive. But there's jobs that you work overnight and you're not you're you don't live the normal life because you the have normal hours. And, yeah, you don't work in normal hours. You don't work and you don't sleep in the normal hours. So on my days off, I'm asleep throughout the day and then I take I I'm just moping around and just being lazy. What I can what other people would consider lazy, but I'm just recovering from the previous shifts and. I was also going to school, and my parents don't understand. Like my mom would come, and was like, esto, uh, uh, para esto, blah blah blah. And my mom, like, no, I'm trying to relax, and she doesn't understand what it is to work a night shift. Not only just a night shift, but also like going to school, having homework, working two jobs, and like it's very different than actually working two jobs during the days. Because I was working two night shifts, two night jobs. Ooh. There was one day that I would go to the other one for 12 hours, and then the next one I would be working for 8 to 10 hours. Yeah, and, and I remember, like, now that you're, ma- you're making me remember, like, the college days when 
I would like be doing homework and I would literally be like with my door closed three, four hours, like writing this freaking long ass paper. And my mom would be like, no, I salido de tu cuarto. Like you haven't done this. Like el día que tu vivas sola, you're not going to even know how to cook for yourself. And like, it's like, I'm literally writing this freaking paper that I have to do research on first and I have all these, all these readings to do. And then I could go into this paper and then I have to correct it. Cause I was a rough draft girly. Like I couldn't just like type away. Like I always had to write my papers first, whatever way you have to do it. Anyways, it, it was hard for them to understand that you're mentally exhausted. Yes. I laid on my bed and wrote a paper for three, four hours, but I'm freaking done. I need like a two hour break. Like, yeah. you know, and and then you become a grown-up and an adult and you have all these adult responsibilities that drain you even more. And you have to realize that relaxing is not being lazy. I like agree. you have to have that mental break. You your body needs that break. Like you don't need to be go, go, go all day. And you don't I don't want to pass that on to my daughter. I don't want her to think that she's not allowed to sit on the couch and relax at my house or else I'm gonna call her lazy, like yeah like like <laughs> count how many likes we all say at and the end of the video take some shots every and time and then put in the comment on how many likes we say anyways next one is assigning tasks such as cleaning or cooking to women it's basic life skills for all yes and, yes honey and I agree and I feel like if like I me personally I learn how to cook I learn how to mm-hmm. clean because at the end of the day once I move out and I did I was supposed to depend on myself on cooking and cleaning because my mom was not going to be there to cook and clean my house. Like, if I don't if I don't clean, my apartment's going to be a mess and then cockroaches, ants, and all these rodents are going to come to my apartment because I didn't clean. So I had to learn. And you know what? I enjoy it. I enjoy cooking. You and do. I, I enjoy cooking. I love, love. I enjoy cleaning because, like, there's times where I put my ratchet music and I swear, I swear, oh, my God. I swear. I swear cleaning and I swear uh, dancing. Wait, <laughs> when I mean swear, I mean start, okay? Um, but I enjoy cooking because, like, I can start new recipes. I can YouTube. I can TikTok. It's relaxing. Recipes. It is relaxing. And then you can, like, mm, this tastes like shit. Let me add a little bit more of this. I'm like, mm, don't like it. Let me throw that away. Yeah. And, and this generational curse... Sadly, I don't see it being broken anytime soon. It's not. To be honest, I still see, and this is not trying to poop on other people. What I mean by poop on other people is like, I'm not trying to shit on you, but I still see a lot of like parents making the girls do more than the boys because the boys will be boys type of mentality. And it makes me cringe. And I'm not saying everyone does this, but I see it here and there still. And I'm like, oh no, I do not. And I'm just thinking for my daughter. I'm like, it. you know, I don't know if she's going to want to get married one day or whatever. But, like, the day she does, I hope her partner isn't like, sorry, I don't know how to do this. And you must do it because you're a girl. Like. Boy, bye. Goodbye. Like. Bye, bitch. <laughs> like, you, yeah, it's a basic life skill to know how to wash your clothes, to know what detergent to buy, to know how to fold it, to hang your clothes in the closet. Um, to make yourself a sandwich or a huevo, I don't care, something, a soup. Um, it's a basic life skill to keep your area kind of clean. It's a basic life skill to be hygienic and brush your teeth and brush your hair and take showers. Like, these are all basic skills, and it shouldn't be like, 
you're a girl, so you get to do these things, and I get to go to work and come back and not do any of that. And I feel like a lot of men think that because they're working, the the wife or the woman or the girlfriend that stays at the house is not considered a job, but it is considered a job because you have to think of what am I going to cook for dinner? What am I going to cook for lunch? I need to clean this. I need to do this. I need to do errands. I you need might to, need a grocery shop yeah. to do those things. And I'm like, that is a job because you're constantly using your muscles. You're constantly using your brain and you're always on the go, 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 go. And I'm like, no. Yeah, no. So please be, um, what do you call it? Please don't be a bitch. That's what you call it. <laughs> oh, my. Edgar just wants to say the B and the F word. I just love cussing. So just bad, just teach bad. them that the basic life skills are not attached to a gender. They're attached to a person, a human. And if you are a human, you should know how to live. They're attached to you. individually. <laughs> yes. Next one. Expressing emotional. What? Oh, no, no. Expressing emotions instead of bottling in and emotionally exploding. Well, I don't know if that curse is going to be broken at any time because I don't know if that's like a generational curse or if that's just like... It's a curse. It's a curse <laughs> of the human. But a lot of people don't know how to express their emotions and don't want to, first of all. A lot of people don't want to and they bottle 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 until they explode because there's not one human here that will never explode and yeah it could be a generational curse where like that's what you saw maybe your parents doing or even with you know like there's parents that will give you like the silent treatment because you didn't do what you no. were supposed to do and it's just like that's a generational curse that needs to be broken like instead of teaching your child that when they don't like something they should be able to talk to another human and say hey what you did, what you said, I didn't like it. This is how it made me feel. Like, no, I'm just never going to talk to you for the rest of the week or whatever. You know, that's that's a, a curse of the human. A curse of the human. If you want to see an example of that, look at me. Because I bottle everything in. And then... Oh, when we, and he explodes, he goes on a rant. When I explode, I explode like a fucking volcano. Like the <laughs> volcano from Pompeii. That's how you fucking explode. Like, like the volcano Boom. from Hawaii. He makes a whole new island. I'm a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is a generational curse that needs to be broken. And working on expressing emotions is kind of hard when you are not an expert at that. Like, and I'm just saying this for myself. Like right now that Gianna's a one-year-old and whenever she gets pissed, I don't know if you've seen her, she will smack me now. Oh. She's into the smacking thing. So like, and I don't know where she got it, but like, if you take a toy from her or you like she's taking a bath and you're like that's it bath is over she starts smacking you because she's pissed off but she doesn't know how to like explain like no i'm mad don't do this don't take this away so she just starts hitting and i'm like oh my gosh in that moment like what do i do do i fight my kid back fuck yeah <laughs> do I, like how do you teach them like obviously fighting her wouldn't teach her to talk <laughs> But how do you teach kids to, like, show their emotions and talk about him? Because the first thing, even as, a, as an adult, like, the, it's like a reaction. Like, like, when you're driving and somebody flicks you off, like, grow up. Don't flick people off. Let's talk face to face. Let's talk face to face about how bad you're driving. <laughs> uh, next one. Fathers unable to express love verbally. Mothers who could never say I'm sorry for hurting you. 
Oof. And that I agree. That's a generational curse that I would love to break, and I don't think it would be broken. For me personally, like down my generation, I will try to break it. Like you will personally, I will break personally it. break it. Like I. Oh, but you don't think like the rest of humanity is going to try yeah, to break it? Because like depending on how you are raised and everything, like I personally don't love how like how a father doesn't like express their love. Because they're a father figure, they shouldn't be like. They should be like el macho. De uh, yeah, casa. they should be el macho, and I feel and how the mother should not like. I mean, like, oh, I'm sorry for hurting you. I'm sorry for doing this. Like, yeah, no. Like, you're a human. You need to express love for your children. You need to say sorry yes. when you know you even overreacted. Though, yes, and even though you're a freaking adult, like you're my mom or everything, like you need to you you need to know when to say I'm sorry, because like you, there's times where you did something wrong. Yeah, and I I agree with, like... Well, there's nothing to disagree with any of these. To be honest, all of these need to be broken. But this one specifically, um, you do see this a lot where, like... And it's hard because it, it's passed on. Like, those fathers that don't know how to show love to their kids, their father didn't show love to them. The father before that didn't show love to them. The father before before that, like... It, it's It's just been passed on for so long where, like... Their dads never said, I love you, or, oh, I care about you so much, or, like, showed, I don't know, you know, affection, or verbally said nice things to them, and then it's because, like, oh, the the man, like, and I'm just thinking way back then, like, the man goes to work, provides for the family. If there's food on the table, great job, that's it. And it's like, no, like, you have to be able to express your love, and as a woman, you, uh, if you're the mom, you have to be able to say, Sorry, like when you overreact, when like even though Gianna's tiny, like sometimes that I'm like, oh crap, I think I like that was a bit much. I will say sorry to her, and she probably has no clue, and she probably forgot five seconds later. But like, I'm just trying to practice that for myself now because um, a lot of moms get offended and they take the what is it that like self self defensive, like act defensive. Yeah self-defensive what the heck no they just act defensive. they just start acting like defensive towards you talking about your feelings and it's just like at the end of the day we're all humans and i think at some point this is my theory i think at some point somebody taught others like oh no like ah, tu mamá y tu papá se respeta. like you do not tell them what they're doing wrong you do not tell them what you don't like about it you do not like express any negative emotion towards them and it's like not everything's going to be positive towards literally anybody. Not your partner, not your kids, not your parents. Like, no one's perfect. So everyone does something that you don't love. I'm perfect. You know, so, like, just we, it's kind of hard to express feelings. It Everybody is. needs therapy. That's it. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. It's for you, right? No, it's you. Me? Yes. Uh, are you sure? Yes. Okay. Fathers, wait. Nope. I read that one. No, I read that one. Oh. Stigmatizing mental illness, especially in a Hispanic household. Yes. I feel like in a Hispanic uh, household, like mental health, it's a topic that you, they don't want to talk about it. It's a topic that it's prohibited in a household. Like Thankfully, oh, continue. uh, Like they don't think that like, it's sorry for saying for these words, but like the 
whole the S word, the anxiety, the depression, like, like those kind of words, like are words that are prohibited, like in the Hispanic household, because they're you're not allowed to have those feelings. You're not allowed to be depressed. You're not allowed to be have anxiety. You're not allowed to have thought like that. Like it's a generational curse that you're that needs to be broken. Because like it just. I don't know. It's just it happens, and well, it's real, and it's real. Mental and health, mental is health is real. real, and people need help whenever they go through. They have a mental health crisis, or whenever they have those anxiety, depression, and everything. But I feel like the Hispanic culture, Hispanic households, don't believe in how we just deal with it and go with it. I don't think it's everybody because I will say, in my family, they've done a great job of like, like with my parents. My immediately fam, my immediately family. My immediately family. <laughs> my immediate family is great at this, so I feel like when it comes to me, I don't have to break the curse. The curse was broken with my parents, the way they treated us, the way they treated mental health, the way they really thought it was something important. So I don't feel like I even need to work on it because that was like instilled in me, thankfully. Um, but it's not like that everywhere, and and it's a real thing, like you literally have thoughts every day and if those thoughts are negative like what kind of life are you going to have and and mental health affects literally your whole um ment- non your whole what is it called what system does it affect in your body it affects everything i know but i'm trying <laughs> to think of like a very specific system that it affects mental health affects everything your day-to-day your health your everything so it's very real and it needs to be more important in every household yes this episode is sponsored by better help before i came out to the public i would always have these thoughts of how would people react and what would people say and if my close friends and families will push me away these thoughts would give me so much anxiety and i've struggled with anxiety all my life and i'm an overthinker at its finest most recently i struggled with postpartum anxiety and i really think therapy would have helped me especially because i would have felt less alone is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety or if you're just a human who lives in this world who is going through a hard time therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist. There's a link in my description. It's betterhelp.com slash forthegirlspod. Clicking that link helps support this channel, but it also gives you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with the therapist and see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't really fit with that therapist, which is a common thing with therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stressing about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash For The Girls Pod. Next one, abandonment. Oof. And I I agree. This needs to be broken. I I don't know. There's like, there's nothing to say. It just, 
that it just needs to be broken. Yeah, and and it's hard to even like one way to break a generational curse is to want to break a generational curse. Yep. So it, it just needs to be something you think about, like abandonment. That's that's obviously something that that is very traumatizing to a child, to a teenager, to an adult, even to just full on be abandoned by like your family members, any one of them, you know, it and you have to want to break that generational curse. You have to think about your actions and all this stuff. And like a lot of people don't want to do that. You want to avoid emotions, you know, you want to avoid thinking that you did something wrong or, or whatever. Um, but I think when it comes to abandonment, you have to like make it a mental note for yourself. Like I'm going to actively work on this because I'm not going to be that person. And it stops right here. Yep. Like, and it, and it all comes to, it, it comes down to, a lot of more things like like in families that like uh like like people that have babies and they're on the streets or like drug addicts um it's kind of hard for them to even think about not abandoning their children because they're not in their five senses and so it 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 embarks a lot of things i think yeah next one is unfaithfulness put an end to this Oh, yeah. I don't know what, what I was, are you thinking? I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking about, like, unfaithfulness in family. I was like, what the fuck? But then, no. How are you unfaithful to your mom? I don't know. I, it just took me a while to, like... <laughs> I saw it in yeah. your face. I'm, I'm like, like mm, you Like, I was trying to, like, understand, like, but now, sorry. Click yeah. in. Yes. Unfaithfulness. It sucks. If you do it, fuck you. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. No, it 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 just goes beyond what you think. It just goes beyond like, oh, I just cheated on you, but like, forgive me, goodbye. You know, it's okay. Let's move on. It's We're just okay. having a rough spot right now. Uh, all the relationships have rough patches. Yes. You know, like you see, you see that, and it's like, no, it triggers a lot of things. It messes with your mental health. It messes with your self esteem. It makes you think you're not good enough because. They had to go find something somewhere else. Um, it, it just trickles down to a lot of things. And it, it's just like, if you want to be unfaithful, just break up with them. Just break the relationship. Um, never have a relationship again. Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> once you have been cheated, they cheated on you, like your trust issue. Like mm -hmm. you have trust issues like with your next partner and that partner could be the great one could be the best one and they're trying their best and you're just having that trust issue because like i already been cheated once this person's going to cheat me again blah 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 so yes and and it goes beyond like you know i'm thinking now like in families like think of your parents think of whatever like you don't think it would affect the kids too if you are an unfaithful and it's your fault that the freaking whole family goes to crap and now your kids have to have two different families and you know i'm not saying that there's not great co-parents out there because i've seen it but the goal here is to not cause trauma true yeah next one always forgiving family because we're family um no that's what it says i didn't say that but yes <laughs> i agree yeah this one is another generational curse that it it needs to be broken because sometimes family members 
quote unquote family members be doing some shit, you know, like stuff that's just not shouldn't be forgiven. And you probably wouldn't forgive anyone else if they weren't your family member. And all of a sudden, because this person is your family member, um, is, is familia. Like for it's, example, it's okay. No, it's not okay. Yeah. For example, when I found out that Marlene was talking shit about me, like I'm not gonna just be like, oh, I'm gonna forgive you because you're my but you're cousin. my cousin. Yeah, I'm gonna forgive you. No, fuck that shit. I'm gonna get in a fight with you right now. <laughs> no, it, it's it's respect. No, respect yes. is yes, earned, yes, yes. and that comes from anybody. You're not like, oh, you're my family member. Disrespect me, and I have to forgive you. And it doesn't matter no. if like they're older than you. Like no, like you earn respect. Put some respect me. on it. Yeah, put some respect on it, bitch. <laughs> no, like you earn respect by respecting others. And just because you're my family member and just because you're my tia who's older than me doesn't mean that I'm just going to have to forgive you for whatever you did to me or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, like you disrespected my family. And like, no, it's like, no, it's not okay. Um, no, no, no. Next one is serving the man's plate before the kids. Uh, no. I hate that. The thing that I hate is whenever, like in the parties, don't the ma- get me started. This triggers me. <laughs> whenever the men are like in Mexico, like oh, los hombres primero, and everybody's like, dude, like no, like everybody can sit down and eat, and you're old enough, you have two legs, you have two hands to get yourself food. Yeah, like what's up with the separation of of genders? Like, oh, you're a man, you can get you sit at the dinner table first. And everybody will serve you. And then when you get up, I will also serve myself. Like, no, 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 no. Everybody gets to eat first come, first serve kind of thing. Like, I don't like if you want to serve your man because you want to serve your man, that's up to you. But here it's talking specifically before the kids. Um, I'm not going to serve my husband before my child. My child doesn't understand that there needs to be waiting. My husband does. You know, like they're the grown up, but I'm just taking it up a notch and just thinking of serving the men in general. Like it, it shouldn't be that division. Like everybody should be able to sit at the dinner table, whether you're whatever gender you are, it doesn't matter. And you're not like worthier than thou because you're a man. So you should go sit first and everything will be served. Your drink will be served. ¿Qué quieres? ¿Qué te traigo? Quiero you know, don't get me started on that. But again, you do you. ¿Me puedes dar un, un vaso de refresco, no. por favor? Okay, bye. <laughs> Next one, mama's boy. Mama's boys? I... What is a mama's boy? What does Google say? I don't know. Google doesn't say anything about mama's boy. I just feel like, I don't know, like someone who's there, like who's constantly with their mom, not with their mom, but like. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think I've ever dealt with a mama's boy. I don't think so either. What is a mama's boy? Yes. I think that a mama's boy is like, like, let's say you were in a relationship with a man and he kept putting his mom before you. Oh, then yes. Triggering. Um, Let's see. I think that's a mama's boy. According to Google, it says, um, it's a, it's a derogatory term for a man seen as having an unhealthy dependence on his mother at an age at which he is expected to be self-reliant. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I... Wait, click on the one that says, is a mama's boy a red flag? There's somebody Googled that. It says, being in a relationship with a partner that has an overbearing mother can be draining and displaying characteristics of being a mama's boy or a mama's girl. 
It's a big red flag for many. <laughs> I here's my thing. Yes and no. Are you a mama's boy? I don't think I'm a mama's boy. Like I feel like there's a there's a fine line that I draw. Not that I draw, but like there's a there's days like especially when I'm sick, I'm gonna call my mom because I want her to. Yeah, but if you had a partner and you lived with your partner, you would want your partner to take care of you, right? Yeah. Or you're still gonna be like get go away i'm calling my mama no you but know? i would call my mom it's like hey mom like give out like we got the mad like hey, i don't know yeah yeah that's you understandable have, you have your mexican remedies like oh you're gonna be like oh what <laughs> i don't know i'm just making up these freaking mexican traditions or whatever but like yeah the moms know everything whenever you're sick and everything yeah to me a mama's boy is like 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 you should be able to rely on yourself but patolo like i need my mom to pay all my bills like i oh, have no. no clue what my bills are because my mama does everything and i like if i want to go to i don't know if i want to go to cancun this year let me call my mom make sure she wants to go and like and i'm talking about more of a boy in a relation, like a man in a committed relationship and not putting you first and calling the mom to see if which trip she would rather take. And like, hello, you as your partner, you, you as the partner should be the one to decide like, Oh, I would rather go here or there. Um, just, it makes you feel like you're not good enough. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Like, let me put it on your, like, let's say you had a partner Okay. and you guys, want to take a trip and instead of saying edgar where would you like to go he's like, uh let me call my mom let me see where she wants to go i'll be fine with that because i'm but, going but they always do this they always take their opinion before yours eventually it's gonna get old and eventually you're gonna be like do i not does my opinion not matter your mom's always matters first like like them being like oh my mom ha my mom has to tell us where we're going um we're gonna go get food let me call my mom if maybe she wants to go with us too uh, remember that one somebody sent in about like Las Vegas always going with them and always tagging along and that she didn't know how to say like I kind of want to have some time with my family that right there mama's boy um I don't know yes and no like I I would love like when if I whenever I have my partner and we go on vacations like I would love to take my mom on vacations because mm -hmm. like she does she never had the like she never had the option, not the option, the opportunity, but the opportunity to go on vacation. So I wouldn't, I would love for my mom to tag along with us because yeah. I love my mom. Well, I'm not saying the issue would be for the moms to tag along or anything. The issue with the mama's boy is that they always put the mom first. Like their opinion comes first. What they want is first. And if there's ever a feud between the mom and the partner, the mom, like they're going to defend the mom and they're going to like... So pretty much the, the, the girlfriend, the wife is always last and that causes issues Yeah. because when, when you decide to get married or if you don't get married, but you go decide to live with your partner, like it's supposed to be because you're creating a new family. So your family should come first, right? Yeah. That's kind of how it goes. Anyways, whatever. Is it your turn to read the it's, next one? Yes, my turn. Uh, next one is... My favorite is when uh, when people expect you to ma maintain an unhealthy relationship. Nope, let me reread that again because, you know, <laughs> I'm stupid. It says, my favorite is when people expect you to maintain an unhealthy relationship with someone because they're family. 
Nope, you earn respect. It's not given because we share the same blood. Better act right. Better act right. And is right. We already said all about this. Like, you earn respect. You want to get respected, you better earn the respect. That's okay? right. Put some respect on that, bitch. <laughs> um, the next generational curse is self-care. So what I th- think comes with self-care is, like, not knowing how to self-care. Um, and that is something that needs to be broken because self-care is super important and whatever that means to you, like whether that means, you know, taking a bubble bath and reading some books to yourself, whether that means catching up with some friends and having some dinner, um, you know, whatever that means to you going to get a facial, going to get your nails done, going to Starbucks and just taking yourself to target for no reason. And like that alone time, like I love going alone sometimes, Whatever self-care means to you, you have to do it. And and it is something that needs to be broken because I remember growing up, I never ever saw my mom go get dinner with some, like, my tias or something, like, without her kids, like, con las besties, you know? Like, yo nunca miré eso. Like, my mom didn't go anywhere if she couldn't take us. Yeah. Um, My mom was always, like, up to her mom duties, like, making food, taking us to our appointments, taking us to school, going to school meetings. Like, I never saw my mom doing something for herself. We would go to the store. Everything in that cart was for us. Clothes, shoes for us. My mom hardly ever bought herself something. Um, And I just remember thinking, like, that was a normal thing. Like, oh, when you become a mom, like, that's just normal. And then I became a mom, and I'm like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, I need my girl time. I need time to myself where I'm going to go get my nails done and it's just me. Like, it's important. I agree with you. Yeah, and what do you do for for self-care? Sleep. Sleep is self-care. Sleep, I just relax, I go shopping, I splurge. Um, I do want to do more like little facial spas. I don't want to do pedicures because I hate feet. I still can't convince Edgar. Um, Edgar? Edgar. To get a pedicure. My name is Edgar. Nice to meet you. My name is Edgar. Yeah. Edgar. No, yeah, but I would want to go to like go to a spa, have like a massage, deep tissue massage, uh, facial, a mani. Um, have you ever gotten a mani? I haven't, but I want it. You shoo. You shoo. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> you shoo. My name is Edgar, and you shoo. Wow. Whatever. Can't talk anymore. But no, self care is. Is important. You yes. got you got to make time for it. You have to make time for yourself. You have to take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, no one else is going to take care of you. Truly. Yeah. And that's that's it. And if you're a mom, you know me always talking to the moms. And if you're a mom, don't feel bad because you have to leave your baby for three hours to go get your nails done and go to get yourself a Starbies and have some alone time. Like, don't feel bad that you need some time alone. Um, Everybody needs time alone. Yes. Everybody, even if you're a dad, if you're a single dad, like don't be afraid to like get a babysitter. Get a BBL. (laughs) Get a babysitter or like take them to your parents to take care of like your your kid. Like you need some, you deserve some alone time. You deserve some self-care. You deserve to take care of yourself. Cause like, like, like I said, if you don't take care of yourself, no one will. And then at the end of the day, you are going to be regretting, not, not regretting, but like you're going to like destroy yourself for not taking care of yourself. you you need to put yourself first yes. no matter who you are you have to put yourself first because nobody's putting you first mm-hmm. no you have to put yourself first and i've been doing 
some therapy of course and right now we're like practicing like like the whole self-love thing and all that stuff and i don't know why i never thought about it like this but it was saying how like a lot of people you know you grow up thinking like oh like who's gonna be the love of my life like who am i gonna live the rest of my life with and they're gonna love me and blah 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 and um plot twist you are the love of your life you need to love yourself the most you have to want to give yourself that love that you so much like want from someone else or that you want to give that love to someone else like you are your first love you are the love of your life you need to love yourself the most and you need to practice that every day and you need to talk to yourself as you would to that person that you love um or as you would to like that kid you once were like would you talk to five-year-old edgar the way you talk to yourself now fuck yeah you know like don't be a little bitch you fucking bitch no like practice that practice realizing that you are your true love (laughs) (laughs) let's meditate (laughs) we're back from meditating next one this is a very lengthy one this um viewer listener sent gentle parenting with a side of spice just enough for my kids to be funny and still have emotional connections with me i say i'm sorry when i mess up as a parent or if and when i fell as a fell fall fall as a parent i think they meant fell as a parent my voice has so much power i can tell when i have broken their spirits and i realize i've gone too far my mom thrived for this uh this response so i see my 10 year old self and correct it immediately my mom could heal trauma if she would say the words i'm sorry with that being said i have boundaries for my kids safety and mine i do not do not have a relationship with my parents I have weak moments especially around holidays and birthdays but i always disappoint but i am always disappointed i'm always disappointed I've started my own traditions. They choose not to come, so I make the best of it for my kiddos. Yeah. And gentle. I feel like she is like, or this person is like trying to break those generational curses that were set her, forth by her mom. Yes. And her, uh, her, or whoever's parents is hers. Yeah. So gentle parenting is a type of parenting. Google it. Um, which is kind of hard to do, to be honest. Googling it? No, trying to be a gentle parent all the time. Uh, I try to do the whole gentle parenting thing, but sometimes you're like, pick up your toys, honey. Pick up your toys. Pick up your toys. You fucking bitch. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, my kid's still not. Like, she's one, so she doesn't understand the pick up your toys. She finds everything around the house and throws it in random places. But, (laughs) you know, gentle parenting is about pretty much how this person explained it like trying to let them be funny and having an emotional connection but like also knowing that you have some rules but also as a mom knowing when to say sorry and knowing that you've crossed the line because crossing the line is very easy and that comes not just with being a mom like sometimes as a friend you cross the line yeah sometimes as a son as a daughter as a wife as a boyfriend you cross the line and you talk to them a way that um, is not appreciated and you have to learn to say sorry um but i love that this person says that they have boundaries 
boundaries is something that I think is a generational curse that has like the opposite, like boundaries have not been set forth. So it's a generational curse because then you allow damage to happen. Yep. And you keep allowing it because they're family, because they're friends, because they're close family members, because whatever, you know, and you need to set boundaries to have a healthy relationship with yourself and with others and to not be feeling like shit every time. Like, because it feels like shit when you have no boundaries and you go put yourself in that situation where like you told yourself it hurts you, but I was, and this comes with relationships too. True. And I feel like the man with like, with this response, I feel like this person, like, yeah, she said that she sets boundaries, but she also like has fun with her kids. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's very important. Cause like as a kid, you want to have fun with your parents. You want to be the jokester. You want to like play with games with your parents and not just be like, Oh, they're my parents so i can't play uh, jokes i can't like play with them i can't like ask them to play toys with me like i don't know i just feel like you have to build a connection yeah i never had that with my parents like i like nobody played cars with me like around the freaking mountains not the mountains but like the fake mountains the fake mountains like i nobody wanted to play uh make a fort and like pretend that we're in a freaking cave and stuff like that and i feel like making those boundaries like yes i am your parent but I'm also going to love you and I'm going to play with you because I want you to understand that like you can trust me and you can have like you can play with me. Yeah. My mom did um, build forts with us. Oh, see, I, so always I built a fort by myself once and it was fine. It was it was cute. And if I, I took a nap. <laughs> you would take a nap <laughs> instead of playing there. I was tired because building the fort was tiring. I used to love building forts and playing. Um. El, no, what was it called? Cops and Robbers. Never played that. You didn't play Cops and Robbers? Well, the Cops and Robbers that I played was like Tag. Or yeah, it's pretty sake. much Tag. Yeah. But I can... Oh, la gallinita ciega. <laughs> Smack was everyone. My favorite. Oh my God, con el fajo. Oh my... You played with el fajo? Fuck yeah. Hell no. We were rebels. We played at a freaking... No, it wasn't your house. Never mind. Well, I never got whipped with the fajo no, I think life. we played it during our first communion. That's wild. Yeah, I know. What a holy thing to do. Para que no saque el chamuco con el fajo. Next one. The machismo one is my favorite. Ever since we have had kids, my husband has helped serve their plates or mine at family functions. He goes on the water slides for birthdays and embraces the father role, not just the babysitter role. A lot of mothers and wives have to ask for help, and this man cooks, cleans, takes the kids away, and so I can nap. He puts his brother-in-laws to shame at family events you go this is great this is a mic drop and we're done we're done talking bye yeah like you i like how she how she put it like um he goes whatever on water slides embraces the father role not just the babysitter role and i think this is what you were talking about yes. like you're not just there to make sure they're safe to make sure they're fed to make sure they're clothed you're also there to build that connection and act like a dad, like a mom, like a parent, like, like you're not just like, no agarres eso. Yeah. no juegues con eso. And why'd you hit this kid? Like, you're not just there to reprimand your kids. Like, you want to build some kind of connection and like, cause that's kind of boring. Like, then you grow up and you wonder why your kids aren't visiting you. And I feel like with that, like whenever you are, you act as the role, as a father figure or a mother figure that you, like you still play with them, you take them on water slides and everything. Like, they take your, their kids to them and you, they, I don't know. 
I, it's that connection. It, like, it is the connection. Yeah. Like you, you have that boundary and you also have that respect. Like, yes, I'm coming to you as a son and a mother. And then I'm also coming to you as a friend. Like I need, yeah. like take the mother or father uh, side out of it. And I'm going to ask you an opinion as a friend, not as a parent, but as a friend. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to, in order to be able to do this, I think that you have to be able to like channel your inner child. I want to get on water slides. I took Gianna to the pumpkin patch and I wanted to get on the big slide myself. Did you? I didn't get to because I wanted to take Gianna, but they didn't let her sit on our lap. You have, the child has to sit on their own. Oh, cool. (laughs) So she would have trampled down. I wouldn't be able to fit on the slide because I'm too fat. No, that's not true. Your hips hips don't lie. My hips don't lie. Like Shakira. I'm Shakira. Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. But, you know, I like how this man cooks, cleans, takes kids away so I can nap, blah, blah, blah. Um, Puts his brothers to shame. Whoever you are. You deserve a good star. You deserve a golden star. But I've seen this where, like, because Rolofo does all of those things, too. Like, he will change diapers. He will. Sometimes I'm like, okay, can you feed her while I eat? You know, like, at parties and then vice versa and whatnot. And, like, when they're playing around and she likes to get into water and everything else, like, sometimes I stand up, sometimes he stands up, whatever. Like, he's being a father. And I've noticed that there's people who find it offensive to be like, la puedes cambiar el pañal, and it's like, oh, how dare you ask the father to change the diaper? And I'm like, I have an issue with this because when a woman has an issue with this, you are a part of the problem. Problem. <laughs> when I, a woman uh, has an issue with this, you are a part of the problem because... Now you think that another woman is the issue for asking the father to father and change a diaper? <laughs> the father to father. But it I is. Agree. It's being a father. No, yes, I understand. But I feel like this whole issue is more mostly with the older generation and not the newer generation. Yeah, no, I agree. Because, I, yeah, I do see, like, where las tías are, ¿Cómo que le cambia el pañal? Like, you should not. Like, that's your job, and that shouldn't be the case. It's and not like, a job. It's both their kids. Yeah. They both had sex, and they both wanted a kid, and it's both their jobs. But I have seen it, though. It's not their job responsibility. With some younger ones where they, like, are like, wow, I cannot believe that Felicia asks Bobby to go prepare a bottle for their kid or change their diaper. Like, that's embarrassing. She tells them in front of, like, the rest of the men, and it's, like, great. No. I don't care what those men are thinking. I don't care if those men are like, wow. Como que Felicia le dice que hacer, que mandilón. I don't give a fuck. Like, that's not being a mandilón. That's literally being a dad. Yep, because that's what a dad is. Okay? Bye. Bye, bitch. <laughs> I've been cussing too much. That That is all for these generational curses. These are triggering. They just, mm-hmm. especially the machista ones. Like, I could write a book about what I consider machista. Have we ever done a topic of what we consider machista? Mm-mm. I consider a lot of things machista. Which, what's the, that, what would be the English word? Is machista, machismo is a word in English, isn't it? Masochismo, I don't know. <laughs> Let me Google it. Like, that's just, I don't know. Let's see. Anyway, I don't know. But anyways. Oh, a manly man? No, <laughs> you're not a manly man when you can't serve your own plate and you don't want to change diapers. You're a sissy boy. You are a bitch. <laughs>
<laughs> it's true. Oh, there's moments that I forget I'm recording. And sorry if you got offended by me saying that. Not sorry. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't masculine, masculine, masculine. Strong or aggressive masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Oh yes, Ooh. toxic or, masculinity. Or is it a cho- cho- chauvinism, or whatever that word is? No, I think it's toxic masculinity. Is what it is. Oh yeah, that's private. Machismo yeah. is literally toxic masculinity, where you're like, yo, soy el hombre. Yo soy el más mejor del yo mundo. Yo soy el macho más macho. Yeah, el macho alfa. Dumb. <laughs> Rhythm. Okay, our episode is over. Yeah. We're done. We're trigger done warning soon. over. <laughs> trigger warning is done. But follow us everywhere. When I mean everywhere, we mean everywhere. Spotify, Apple, YouTube, whatever streaming app that you use. OnlyFans. And please give OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm joking. We don't I have an OnlyFans. I saw, now that you said that, I yesterday when I was on my way to Turlock, I saw a truck... I don't even know if the person driving it was a man or a woman, but the truck on the back said sponsored by OnlyFans. I think it's my neighbor. Really? Yeah. That is ratchet. I know. Sorry if that's you. <laughs> I think so. They, wh- I don't think it's ratchet if you have an OnlyFans, but I think it's kind of ghetto to put it on your truck. Eve. But You know, that's my opinion. Don't come in. Fight me. Don't come and fight me. Anyways. Follow us everywhere. And please, this is my um, disclaimer. Please be patient with us when it comes to the YouTube channel. I know. We are a disaster. And every time we're recording, something goes wrong with the video portion. The The podcast audio version, I think we've got it down. Yes. We've, we've done this for, this is episode what? This is episode 30. This is episode 30. So we've done it 30 times. Like, we know how the audio works. But YouTube and video recording and we keep doing something wrong i think i just need to buy an extra battery because the battery for my camera died like in the middle of this video yeah and we just thought if you fully charge it it should last yeah but, but it, it didn't it lasted for an hour and a half yeah and it's and it's fine it's a, it's a trial and error um the, the only not fine part is that you guys get to watch us trial and error and that's kind of low-key embarrassing for us it is but it is what it is. We're learning. If you want perfection, go listen to us. Don't watch us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that Anyways. is all for today. And we hope you have a beautiful day, a beautiful week. And this was For, for the, the Girls, Girls Podcast. Podcast. Bye. Bye.